This is Colin Day, Managing Director of Octopost and host of Octopost's original podcast series, The Globalization of Social Media. Today, Tuesday the 7th of April 2020, we're joined by Scott Vaughan, Chief Growth Officer at Integrate Inc., a marketing software company. Scott joins us today to discuss what lessons can be learned from the global economy to help B2B marketers rethink and deploy new marketing strategies in our current climate. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to this podcast series around globalization. Um, I'm Colin Day, the Managing Director of EMEA at Octopost, and today I'm joined by a very, very good friend of mine and a good friend of the company, Scott Vaughan. Scott, welcome to, to this episode. Well, thanks for having me, Colin. Uh, we're we're in some interesting times, and it's it's great to be connecting and communicating. And I guess we'll get into that as uh, as we go on. But, ladies and gentlemen, Scott, um, Scott, you hold the title of of Chief Growth Officer at a company called Integrate Inc. And you know, before you took up that uh, that role at the end of 2019, I think it was. Was it the end or the beginning? The, uh, the beginning of the year. The yeah. beginning of the I've year. Been about okay. a year and a half now. Excellent. And you keep coming back to work, which is always a, a good sign. But you've been at Integrate now since 2013? Yeah, about six years. Yeah. And you started off as the chief marketing officer. So anyone that's a chief marketing officer listening to um, this episode, you've, you've lived, you know, you've lived their life, you've walked in their shoes, you've, uh, you've, you've been there, seen it and done it. Yeah, I- I'm one of those rare breeds that was not an accidental marketing uh, person. I went to school for marketing and uh, had a couple of gigs in Marcom and product marketing and then uh, picked up a bag and went into sales and sales leadership for about a decade. And uh, I came, I really missed the strategy part of marketing and always keep the customer and the go-to-market inside. So uh, I was a CMO for uh, about 12 years and, and, in this role, Chief Growth Officer, it's just something different. It's bringing sales, marketing, and customers' success together in market at the point of your customers and your partners. So it's uh, when you're a high-growth company like Integrate in, you know, in a space like we're in, you, you, can, uh, you really need different types of catalysts, and, and that's the role I played here for the last year and a half or so. That's fantastic, Scott. Scott, look, you can tell you're in marketing, my friend, or you can tell that you're a marketer. All you got to do is go and look at your LinkedIn profile, <laughs> right? And I'm going to pick out some words from your LinkedIn profile. Oh, boy. Here we go. I work hard to find and exploit companies' secret source, all right? So just to give, you know, the ladies and gentlemen uh, of, um, you know, the the audience that are listening to this, a view into the man that is Scott Vaughan. I think that really sums it up. I mean, I've known you for what, four or five years now? Yeah. About that, right? Yeah. And um, you know, when when our paths first met, like um, you know, we were talking about that secret source of organizations. I worked for a company called FIS at the time. Um, and you know, we'd just um, you know been chatting around the sales and marketing transformation journey that that we were going on at um at FIS at that point in time, and you know, it was that secret source, right? It was it was about like um, you know, shining the light on on what the companies need to do in order to take it to the next growth. So the fact that you're now the chief growth officer, yeah, at Integrate really like sums up all of those early conversations that you are you and I had. So that's that's terrific, mate. And thank you for joining me today. I've got a few questions for you, Scott, because. 
you know, we're, we're living in some very, very interesting times. Right, it's like um, you know the the COVID nineteen virus that um, is um, you know that is with us at the moment and is with us for unfortunately um, a little while to uh, to to stay um, is is certainly causing organisations and business to think about how they they go through that sales and marketing strategy and, and initiative right in so much as you know companies have sent staff home. Right, we've now got a whole work from home culture that um, you know wasn't here maybe two three weeks back in 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 some countries. Um, maybe you know started um, a few weeks earlier in or months earlier in in other com- uh, in other countries. But um, you know, as as we think about those new strategies that um, companies are having to deploy, you know, what lessons do you think um, we can learn from? The, the global economy, the way that we've we've done things globally, yeah, um, the way that we've worked with remote teams, you know, across the world and colleagues across the world. How do you what what lessons do you think we can learn from from all of that, like um history that that we can then bring to bear in the the, the situation and climate that we find ourselves into today? Yeah, I'm not sure there's a direct parallel, but there's lots of lessons from other eras we've been in or. Um, crisis or tough situations, this is becoming global very quickly. Uh, Maybe the global recession of 2008 or the Great Recession impacted so many companies in our work style and how we communicate, how we buy, how we sell, all of those things. But it's like anything. Um, You said it at the top. You now look for what is the need? What is your secret sauce? How can you help? What can you do in this time? And so what we've aired on um, at Integrate really is we've gone into um, you know what our CEO Jeremy Bloom calls wartime mode, where we've locked down and um, I don't throw that term around, but just the mentality. So we uh, went into brainstorm mode um, internally to think about what we can do, what we need to do in teams. Uh, we reprioritize and we also though go right into market, um, locking arms with our Uh, customers, surrounding them, uh, making sure we're talking to our partners about uh, ways we can more creatively go to go to market. Um, And then your prospects become really important too. They're in your pipeline. You don't want that to go away. So you uh, also creatively flex. This is the time to flex and uh, really be agile at that approach. Um, This will test how well your your secret sauce, your culture, and your company responds. Uh, so that's, I think, the phase we're at now. I, I think no one really knows where we navigate to specifically, so the communications has to be high. Scott, it might be worthwhile um, just touching upon what Integrate um, does um, as, a, as a business, right? It's like um, for the audience. So, you know, chief growth officer at this, you know, um, yeah company called integrate that you've already talked is on slack um you know this uh, this acceleration curve and and this is a hockey stick year for you guys right it's like um you know what what do you do what is integrate yeah so we're a we're a marketing software uh we offer something called the demand cloud and demand cloud allows b2b marketers to put all of their demand channels so all your your social your events 
your third-party demand gen, your lead gen, webinars, anything that you're doing where you're using third-party programs and sources and channels to generate demand into one cloud, into one space. Um, and then underneath that is uh, something we uh, have called orchestration software that connects those different channels, makes sure that all the data is standardized, validated, et cetera, and connected into your downstream systems and follow-up process. It's, it's really, uh, you know, in some way, CRM did that for the customer. Marketing automation took a step to do that for marketing once data gets inside your database, but no one's really knocked it out for the paid media and events and all the programs that you do, um, that you spend, a, you know, most company millions uh, of dollars on. So we've, we've really connected that into a demand cloud. Headquartered in Phoenix, Arizona, yeah. right? You're not in Phoenix because I can tell by the uh, picture behind there you. It's like um, that is uh, um, somewhere in California, I believe, right, Scott? Yeah. So I live in uh, beautiful Huntington Beach, California. I've been uh, in all this craziness. I've been remote for about 16 years, even in an executive role. So uh, this part isn't new to me in terms of working from home and being productive. In fact, Integrate is... Uh, it's a cultural pillar uh, to be able to hire culture and talent first, location second. So we have a, a large majority of our employees in the hundreds uh, remote. So it's a very different world. Um, so we were able to adjust to that pretty quickly. It's, it's when you get on day 17 of yep. not having human connection other than Zoom and other uh, elements, that's where it gets interesting. And a number of your uh, your coworkers and colleagues speak with a funny accent, like me, right? They're they're this side of the water. Yes, we have an office of about fifty five or sixty people in lovely Brixton, um, in our UK office, and 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 so um, that's a very important part. Part of the growth strategy over the last year and a half has been really uh, we've had customers throughout Europe for a good amount of time, but really to establish an office there. Um, and one of the solutions that's, that's run out of that is our integrate events solution um, is actually based in London. And our global demand center is based in London. So, gotcha. Uh, so so a, global, a global business, right? It's like, um, you know, global, yeah. global colleagues, um, you know, global associates, as well as global customers, whether them be in the U.S., whether them be here in my neck of the woods in, in Europe or whether they, they be in the Middle East or, or Asia Pacific, right? I know you've got a growing, growing presence out in, in Asia as well. So brings me on to my next question, right? It's like what you're seeing um, from you know, the, the conversations that you're having with um, you know, those brainstorming sessions internally as well as you know, when you're bringing clients onto, uh, onto these virtual calls at the moment, how are you seeing the, the world of social media or the role that social media um, is playing in shaping the next chapter of digital marketing? I think it's significant right now. Um, one is people are feeling isolated, so you're going to tend to tune in more to get a pulse of what's happening, and, and, and both from a, a life perspective uh, a personal and a business standpoint, all three of those actually, not both, but really the, the spectrum. But I think it becomes even more acute at business because it's a way that you can take a pulse uh, of what's happening out there in your industry, in your world, with your network. And so um, 
I think social media, the, if you look at the numbers and Colin, you'd be an expert here, you and your, your team, but um, you're seeing the increase in, in activity. You see the increase in empathy, which I think is so important right now to give people a sense of perspective. Um, you're also getting a lot of information and headlines, which can, which can also you have to sort through. So uh, there's all kinds of aspects, but it's become a really powerful way to stay connected and to stay human. And Scott, there's none better at it than you. I mean, if you if I look at your LinkedIn profile, it now looks like I've been stalking you, or indeed your Twitter, your Twitter <laughs> profile. I think your Twitter account is Scott A. Vaughan, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, I found the right person then. It's like, um, well, it had your photo on it, so it must have been you. Otherwise, <laughs> you've got someone spoofing you, mate. But if you look at the number of followers that you've got, yeah, on uh, on Twitter, right? Uh, looking a couple of minutes ago, it was five thousand two hundred eighty-seven. Yeah, um, which is which is bigger than some organisations, right? Yeah. So you know you've got a huge following, right? It's like um, you know, you've got a a huge um, you know, ripple effect, right? That uh, if you post something out there and it's like you know just just ten percent of that, it's like um, you know goes and likes it or shares it, it's like um, you know it starts to to magnify, right? So uh, um, you know what do you, what are you seeing with regards to um, you know the the marketing strategies um, that people are putting in in place to maybe replace yet yeah, some of the uh, the P two P conversations, right? The person to person conversations. How how are you seeing like um, you know marketing organisations and, and CMOs change their their thought process around how they they connect um, and stay connected with uh, with with their clients and prospects? Yeah, we we. we um we're working with our customers, um, not about integrate, but just in general marketing strategy and been offering um, sessions, um, what we call therapy or strategy sessions, depending on where you are in the spectrum. I'm sure it's a lot of therapy right now, right? Yeah, well, we yeah. all need it. We need to stay connected. We need some inspiration. We need some ideas. Um, you know, most importantly, you know, what I've learned through these processes is get involved and get moving, stay moving because you can't wallow. There's, there's no time for that. Um, you need to take the time to take care of yourself and your people and kind of go with it. It's the new normal, right? But if you're going to get down to business, there's a couple things as marketing. Um, we kind of have a six point pivot plan that are areas of things you can do. One is you need to check all your communications and messaging to make sure it's appropriate for this time. Um, hold those email nurtures that you had or check your, your ad messages, your social posts, um, even go back to the website to make sure that the, the language is tweaked and tightened up for, for, the, for the current times. Um, you need to be an auditor and inspector. Um, the second thing you need to really think to do, okay, likely uh, many people, you know, anywhere from 18 to 40% uh, of budgets are actually deployed on face-to-face -face events. So what are my alternatives in terms of staying in front of that audience? What are my alternatives in terms of making sure that it helps to hit the opportunity and pipeline number? And here, I think you're, you're seeing people get very excited about virtual events. Um, I'm an optimist, but I have to tell you, I was in that space at UBM um, in 2004, five, all the way through 2010. And by the way, it doesn't look much different than it did then. So I don't think that's a holy grail for people. Um, can it get people connected and bring people together? Can it be educational? Yes. 
but I don't think it's the only answer today is to move those dollars to virtual events. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I think you have to then turn up your digital strategy. And that doesn't mean just pour more into the system, but maybe rethink this is the time to go uh, into a couple areas um, with your communications. One is there's so many more signals that you can get out of the noise using stuff like intent and targeting that you may want to go much more focus on those companies and those industries that aren't in complete destruction. Um, you know, travel and hospitality is not a place to be in. I know that's such an obvious statement, but precision becomes important here. And through that position, there's another thing that I call angel marketing. And there might be a phase, which I think is now, where angel marketing is reaching out and um, doing things uh, about the people on those teams at your customers, your prospects, your partners, and, and working with them. An example would be um, you had some maybe some trade show swag and gear. Now, this is a tactic, but I'm, you may want to redeploy that in a fun and interesting way to stay in front of your customer. Um, you may want to do campaigns to offer um, sessions with your best experts. A lot of our companies that we all work at on this podcast have expertise in certain areas that you want to deploy into the market. More one to a few or one to one than one to many. Um, on the digital side, um, I do think though precision and I, I think having a presence with the right message, not a product pitch message, um, and to get really creative. That's why these get in a room, brainstorm, no rules. And we have one, in fact, in, in about a half hour here, Colin, at, at Integrate, which will be our third or fourth now. So is that you telling me I need to speed up and uh, get some more questions <laughs> out to you because you've got to leave in half an hour, Scott? Well, the brain's got to keep moving. Yeah, you, You've got it. Actually, I just want to pick up on one point you said there, right, about the um, – the, the the budget allocated to to events and uh, you know re realigning that to uh, to other marketing activities and, and tasks be those virtual events be those um, you know um, creating new content be those um, you know pushing stuff out through uh, through new channels or supporting new channels such as as social do you see do you see that um, the CMOs that uh, you're you're working with your customer in your customer base that that's something they're thinking about, or is it a case of you're educating them to, to, to think, you know, thinking in that way, or is it a combination of both? It's a combination of both for sure, but everybody's thinking about what do I do next? Because the natural thing that everyone says is my budgets are frozen. Yeah. And generally I'm not seeing that across the board. I do believe that will happen. Um, marketing's typically the first to go. And this is the time, uh, as my colleague Chris Wixon says, to get on your front foot. Um, this is so important to go in proactively with your executive team, make them part of the process to bring ideas um, to the table. Don't sit back and wait for stuff to happen. Don't wait, um, you know, control your own destiny as much as you can and be agile. And so that means that's why these brainstorms and how to redeploy um, happens. We, um, I don't know why or how, and, and maybe it was a sixth sense of our CEO, Jeremy, but we did some recalibrating in January after we had the budget approved in, you know, December and just felt like it was a great time to redeploy some of the dollars 
to customer work and to put some operational rigor in place. There was no logic behind it. We were a bit fortunate that that happened and, you know, maybe good planning, maybe luck, maybe a little bit of both. But if that's not happening, now is the time to go through. And I feel what happens in these times is that, you know, again, only a couple examples, 9-11 here in the States, the Great Recession, if you're in tech, the dot-com bust, that you now fought. Now we're showing <laughs> Well, sorry about that. Um, there were pets on TV and all kinds of weird things, but... Um, I think now is the time you're going to find you, you, you can sweep the corners that you have um, some extra and things that you can redeploy. You just, you're going to have to get creative on events. Ironically, now is the damn time to get in that room and all those things you said you're going to do to make your events experiences and not just show up with a booth and uh, your team. Now is the time to do that. Now's the time to think about your process, your infrastructure, how you follow up, rewrite your scripts, <clears throat> all those things you never have time to do. If, if that is, now is the time to do it because if we do come on the other side of this, and we will, it could be the, the busiest six months or period of events in corporate history. So you better be prepared. I also think this can um, really help you review your event strategy, not just for the short term, but to reimagine it. So front foot marketing is important. I talked about angel marketing, which is the true authentic giving and being there, not some, you know, gratuitous, you know, BS. You really have to do that. I've got one question for you. Is email dead? Well, no, I, it's definitely not dead. Um, it's a way of communicating, especially if you have a relationship. It's like the old school. Um, one is you really, not just for compliance and GDPR and CCPA and whatever castle the next regulations. Um, this is something I think we've all learned that permission marketing rocks. Um, Opt-in rocks you don't want to just say well i've got it how big's my list you want to be able to get the right people and you want to have the value to do that so no email is definitely not dead there are companies that you know you feel desperate and maybe your executive team or your head of sales says i need you know ten thousand emails to go out we need it oh my gosh you know building yes yes resist push back do everything in humanly possible not to do that. Um, that is, this is not a time to blast. This is not a time to panic because, by the way, your buyer on the other side is going to feel that. Um, you can't do it. And the, the feeling's real, so, you know, acknowledge it. If you're, you're we're all under pressure and the pressure's probably going to get uh, greater. It's not going to get easier uh, at the time of this podcast, I would say. So, Scott, to, to wrap up, yeah, for the audience, what are the free top top free tips that you'd say? It's like um, you know, having lived, um, you know, some of those uh, other world events that uh, that you mentioned, um, probably not the Great Depression because I don't think even you're that old. Um, but um, having having lived, um, you know, some of those those other world events, right? What what are the free things that um, you would encourage, um, you know, listeners that um, are either 
um, you know, CMOs, um, you know, marketers, general marketers, um, people in sales enablement, sales strategy, and and sellers themselves. What what are the free tips you you you'd put out there for them to think about and and encourage them to look at? Yeah, well, the first um, I, I captured, and it's get on your front foot. Don't sit and stew. Um, do. And that is really rally your that. team. That's the marketer in you. Don't sit and stew do. I think I think well, we've got a tagline there, right? Well, oh, quick, aspiring, let's 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 get it. Let's get it now. Yeah. Aspiring songwriter, maybe who knows, or bad poet. Uh, but go go at it. Get your team together. Um, use the maybe current partners, current uh, people that are your suppliers get on the phone with them, really see what's possible. I'm always amazed what people come up with. Um, we call them jams, right? So you can really think that. Um, don't be afraid to pull back on something, even though it's been a, you know, a steady eddy tried and true. You may need to pull back on that and redeploy people. Get out and get on the front foot and be out communicating, talking with your, your customers, your, your, your prospects, um, and lock arms with your partners. So that's that's number one. Uh, number two really is um, put yourself in the in the chair of of your buyer of being human. Um, really check that messaging. Really understand. Um, resist the need to blast. Uh, being human right now uh, in the digital world, in the face to face world, is everything because that's how they're going to remember. You your company, your brand, and their experience. And would that be relevant, right? Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, contextual is, yeah. is massive. If, if you haven't been segmenting, now's the time. I, I've done some posts like I've been sharing. Why am I getting this email? I haven't talked to this company in 10 years. I don't need a mass email from your CEO saying we care. Cut that out. Don't let that communications go out. You may need to communicate to key customers about continuity planning. That's important. Or you may want to put a, a message about an inspirational message about what you're doing and, and asking what other people are doing. Use social media for that. That is an open community in, in a conversation, not an email blast that we're getting from everybody with corporate language, even worse. Um, so be there to edit, be there to inspire, show if, you, if you're not in a position where you're an executive and you have a full voice at the table, go show people great communications. I saw one um, from Levi's that was unbelievable. Your jeans will be here, <laughs> was nice. the message. It was so dead on to their brand and who they are and authentic. Like right now our stores are closed, we're online if you need us, but jeans will be here when you're, we're in a place to do this as an example. And then I think number three, Colin, when you, when you do this is, what I do is I close my eyes and I try to look on the other side. What does the world look like in three, six, nine, 12 months? And why there's, there's un, unprecedented times and you, there, we've been through other crises, especially at um, local levels and global levels that we can extrapolate. And that's what we try to do and, and, and almost, play chess and work your way back and do some future mapping what that world looks like that may also unlock and tell you what are the right things to do now what can i do now um, so those are three kind of just general philosophies that that i have and i see work um, and i'm sure 
your listeners have a lot more ideas that they can share on social around this podcast. And Scott, bringing that to an end, they can find you where? How could, if someone wants to find you on social, what's, what's the best channel to get to you? I, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. I'm a big believer in sharing ideas, stealing ideas with credit, of course. Um, so it, that's Scott Vaughn, V-A-U-G-H-A-N on LinkedIn. You can find me and uh, love to connect with you. Talk. Um, set up and if, time. They, if they want to socially stalk you on Twitter, it's Scott A. Vaughn. Right, Correct. Scott A. Vaughan on Twitter. So, uh, yes. ladies and gentlemen, my, my good friend, Scott Vaughan. Scott, thanks for uh, giving up your time to, to come and talk to us today. I really enjoyed it, Colin. And take care of yourself and your family. And everybody, stay together. We're all in this together. Stay together, stay safe. Thanks, Scott.